Hello, and welcome to SoCo Chat, our new podcast where we'll be discussing all things concerning the County of Sonoma. This is where you'll have a chance to hear directly from leaders within our county government, listen to some in-depth discussions about critical issues facing our community, as well as hear a variety of tidbits, tales, and, and some historic anecdotes about this wonderful place we call home. I'm Paul Gullickson, Community Man- Communications Manager for the County of Sonoma and your host today. Today, we're going to kick off by interviewing Diva Marie Proto, Sonoma County's Clerk, Recorder, Assessor, and Registrar of Voters. But before we do, we'd like to start off with our weekly trivia question. Winners of our, our trivia contest will receive one of these excellent SoCo Chat coffee mugs. Our question this week is this. Sonoma County once had a town that was home to thousands of miners. Today, it is a ghost town, but it once was a small, thriving community with two businesses, a gas station and a local watering hole known as Hogsback Tavern. Question is, what was the name of this town and where was it located? If you know, email your answer to publicaffairs at sonomacounty-county.org. That's publicaffairs, one word, sonoma-county.org. Be sure to include your phone number as we can let you know if you won. And we'll be announcing that at one of our future segments. But for now, let's welcome Diva Marie Proto. Diva, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of our studio so far? It's great. It's yeah. wonderful to have this as a resource. Well, we hope we have a few bugs we're working out, but okay. we're uh, very happy to have you. We hope you're comfortable and uh, we look forward to our, our, our discussion today. So, so, well, let's start off. As we all know, this is an election year with many unknowns ahead, both at the national, state, and local level. And uh, but let's start with the knowns. What do we know about what has qualified for the local ballot here in Sonoma County in March and possibly in November? All right. Well, so for March, we're going to have a pretty big ballot. It's going to be two cards. Um, one of the things we like to remind people with the March election, the presidential primary, is that it is unique. Mm-hmm. It is the only election where you don't get everybody on the ballot because the presidential primary is an election f- by the parties for mm-hmm. their nominees. Right. So if you are registered with a political party, you're only going to get the ballot um, can- that has the candidates for your party. Right. So you're not going to get everybody. You can't choose um, from all the different party candidates. Mm-hmm. If you're no party preference, you can choose um, to participate in one of the party um, contests, mm-hmm. but only for American Independent, Democratic, and Libertarian. Mm-hmm. The other parties don't allow no party preference voters to yeah. vote for their nominees. So you can always re-register, but we send out a lot of information making sure people are aware that the presidential primary is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and the parties have the control. Of yes. It's not rules that we put into place. It's it's the parties. Yeah. And then for the rest of it, it's relatively um, regular, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've got two contests on the ballot for U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. One is for the term of the the remaining term mm-hmm. for the U.S. Senate seat. And then one is for the next term. Mm-hmm. So those will be on your ballot We also have the state senate, the state assembly person. We have a couple of judge races, a few county supervisors, Mm -hmm. and then we have a couple of 
local measures. We have one state proposition and one countywide measure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we have a couple of schools that have placed um, bonds or parcel taxes or measures on the ballot. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying the party issue. My my wife had that very question about why she couldn't get certain ballots. And I had to remind her she was uh, declined a state. So thank you for clarifying that. A lot of questions about it. So we try to do our best to Make sure people understand what it is yeah. before they open their ballot. Right. And they go, oh, no, what's this? Yeah. But they still have time to choose a party, right? Yes. And so they can still choose if they want to be on whatever party ballot, a Democrat or yes. Republican. We've already, uh, I believe we've already done the poll, so we're already printing ballots right now. But if you wanted to, even after you receive your ballot, would cancel your original ballot, send you a replacement one. If you wanted to go vote in person, you can choose at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do make it easy to get replacement ballots and make sure you get what you want to vote for. Okay. And and uh, what about the local ballot measure that we have? Um, it, it, can you tell us a little bit about that one, what that's going to be about? Sure. The March election, we have the Improved and Enhanced Local Fire Protection Paramedic Services and Disaster Response Initiative and Sales Tax. Uh, so that was actually a citizen initiative. They gathered signatures to place that on the ballot. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a majority vote, uh, and everybody in the county will get to vote that. And that's a tax measure to support more fire services. Yes. Right. And I know there's a lot of fire support behind that. So yeah. that'll be a very interesting one for our county. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, uh, are you anticipating, I mean, it's a, it's a presidential election year. Are you anticipating a big turnout in Sonoma County in November? I would say in November, yes. Uh, March is always a little lower. Yeah. So, uh, but we generally are above average in mm-hmm. terms of the state. We have a lot of engaged citizens in this county. So for March, we're thinking probably around 65% okay. is traditional. Uh-huh. And then in November, probably 85 to 90%. Mm. We've had a couple years where it's gone higher than that. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how engaged and motivated people are to get out to the polls. But we've often had some of the largest turnouts of any county of the 58 counties in the state, right? Yes, we are usually up there. Usually Marin and Sonoma are some of the top two. Uh, and sometimes we go back and forth over who has the highest turnout. So we're always looking to beat them. Just out of curiosity, do you remember what our turnout was in 2016 and 2020? What? I believe 2016 was one of our highest. I think it was about 96%. Mm-hmm. I think it was closer to 90, 90% mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. So definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that That's amazing. Well, good for our citizens. They're yes. engaged and they want to... They want to have a voice. Yeah. So, and that's an important way to do that. So, um, and uh, obviously a contributing factor to the high turnout recently has been the county's participation in what's known as the Voters' Choice Act. Um, Sonoma County is actually was one of the first counties in the state, as I recall, to participate, participate in the Voters' Choice Act. Is that right? We were one of the, the first ones. Um, we had a couple that went and implemented in the beginning of 2020, we started using it, a version of it, I'll say, in the November 2020 election. Mm-hmm. We were trying to really pivot our operations to adjust to all the new state laws that mm-hmm. they put into place because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we used a version of it, and it was very positively received. We have been having issues for years just getting the number of polling places mm-hmm. and poll workers yeah. that we need. Mm-hmm. And so when you 
move to the Voters' Choice Act, um, really we have fewer locations, in-person locations, but they're open for longer. So mm-hmm. people can really vote when it's convenient for them. Well, would you explain in the broad terms what is the Voters' Choice Act so people understand? It's really more an opportunity for people to to make sure – giving them more opportunities to vote and, and making it easier to vote in many respects. Yes, it's um, – more ways and more times to vote. So we have everybody in the state, regardless of if you're a VCA county or a polling place county, every active registered voter is mailed a ballot in the mail. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you can mail that ballot back through the mail. We have ballot drop boxes situated around the county where you can return those. We also have our in-person voting. So you Mm -hmm. can take your vote by mail ballot back or you can vote in person. We have seven locations that are open um, starting 10 days before the election. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go in and vote in person. You can still do that. The weekend before, you can do that. Yeah. And uh, then moving forward, the weekend before the election, Monday and Tuesday, we have 31 total locations across the county. Yeah. So you can go in there. You can get accessibility or language assistance. You can receive a replacement ballot. You can exchange your vote by mail ballot or drop off your vote by mail ballot. Mm -hmm. You can register to vote or you can update your registration, Mm -hmm. for instance, talking about the parties Mm -hmm. and uh, making sure you get the ballot that you want. Mm -hmm. So it's really designed to make sure that it's convenient for voters Mm -hmm. to go in and vote in person, to drop off a vote by mail ballot and um, to know that their vote is being counted and heard. Yeah. I'm old school. I, I used to, I like going to the polling places, right? I would take my kids. They would love getting their little stickers and occasionally a cookie or something and saying hi to my neighbors. And But I understand why we go there and we're, why we're doing this because it does make it a lot easier and, and, and we'll get more engagement. Um, but, uh, but, I, but I get that. But if you still, like you said, if you still want to vote in per- person, you can still do that. Oh, yes. And we have a lot of people that do like to vote in person. We have good turnouts. Um, There were some places, most places are relatively quiet, especially in the early voting days. Mm -hmm. But on Election Day, we have a lot of people that want to vote in person, and we're glad that we have that opportunity for them. Sure. Every location is accessible. It has ballot marking devices if you need that, language assistance, and um, basically just personalized service for everyone. But if you want to make sure your ballot is counted on election night, right, by election night, and this was something that was key for my mom <laughs> when she was still alive. But I always had to make sure I got her ballot in and to make sure it was being counted on election night. What do you need to do? How soon do you need to get that in? If you're using your vote by mail ballot, you want to get it in really as soon as possible, but definitely at least the week before week, the election. Week before. Every vote by mail ballot that comes through the office is checked by an employee to mm-hmm. match the signature against your voter registration record. Yeah. So it does take time to process those. Yeah. Um, and we are definitely seeing an increase in vote by mail ballots being returned late. Mm-hmm. So the more that we get at the last minute, the longer it takes us to process them just because of the volume. Yeah. But you can also go vote in person. You can go... Um, cast a live ballot mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be posted on election night and if you're using your vote by mail like i said just make sure you get it in early enough that we have time to fully process it yeah well i'm torn on that issue too because i often would encourage people to wait a little not vote too early because you never know what's going to come up in the campaign during the campaign that might change your mind 
And when I was editorial director of the Press Democrat, I had people call and, you know, sometimes we wouldn't get our editorials around or something, some revelation would come out about a candidate. And they would call me irate, like, I want to change my, I've already voted for that person. I want to change my ballot. And so they, they would they would call you. Can somebody change their vote, you know, late in the process if they want to? No, not once we've once we've removed Thank you that for ballot clarifying from that. the envelope. Yeah. It is it's um, done. We have a secret ballot yeah. and uh, nationwide. And so we don't have any way of doing any type of take backs. Mm-hmm. We get those questions a lot as mm-hmm. well. And I think that is one of the reasons that we're seeing such late returns, yeah. especially in primary elections like the presidential one, I think less so this year. But when you have large fields of candidates, Mm -hmm. you know, if somebody drops out at the last moment and you already cast your vote for them, you know, sometimes there's a bit of a remorse that you didn't wait. And uh, so that I think that is also a reason that people like to go vote in person is you're kind of doing it. You're making sure your ballot's getting cast and doing it kind of at the last minute and making sure that those candidates hopefully will stay the way they are. You've made up your mind. Yes. Well, one of the positives about it, with more people voting earlier, is that on election night, you get a good bulk of returns. And often, you know, in the old days, you would only get what we used to call absentee ballots, right? And, mm-hmm. and that was only, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the vote. And and that, that vote could change significantly during the course of the night. But now... You, you get a, such a large account on that first night. Those 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 results don't often change too much. Actually, I disagree. We're getting oh, really? less, uh, less results now posted on election night because so many ballots are coming in. Oh, interesting. Okay. On election day, the okay. vote by mail ballot specifically. Okay. And so we have to take the time and process those. And, and, that, take, and that does take it time. It takes time. And so I, I think it used to be – We'd be posting 50% maybe Mm. of the vote count on election night Mm. uh, because people would get them in earlier. Mm. And now it's lower than that. Mm. And we are seeing, we've seen some races over the last couple of years that have flipped or been really close and just gone back and forth. And people are calling and, you know, what's it going to be? And yeah. We're always like we are working as fast as we can. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm an old timer. I remember way long ago when, you know, when these results would come in, I'd be covering uh, the county registrar voters uh, and and waiting all night for some sort of a return. But uh, but you are good about trying to get those counts done as quickly as possible. And sometimes they do take time. Yeah. So. And, and we always do have to remind people, you know, I, I know you were part of the media, but Calling the election, you know, we always get confusion around that, you know, well, they've called so-and-so has called it for this person, you know, be that on a state level or a nationwide level or a local level. And we have to explain that, yes, they are, when the election is being called, they're looking at statistical probabilities and what has been posted so far. uh, But it hasn't been certified. It's not final until we certify that vote. And it may be the same as what has been called, and it yeah, may, may not change. Yeah. We, well, we've seen that happen, too. Yes. You are always the voice of reason and patience on election <laughs> night, whereas media, not so much. <laughs> well, let's, you know, but you've also been um, subject to some criticism, in fact. I know uh, last year there were we were twice visited by a group of election deniers, I'll call them, who are claiming there was fraud in the 2020 election, not just here but across the country. That group included on one occasion Douglas um, Frank, a former high school math and science teacher from Ohio who was touring the country, visiting cities and counties, claiming 
um, that he has proof that the 2020 election was stolen. Um, given that we expect more of this kind of rhetoric in 2024, how, how do you respond to, to claims like that? I think it's really hard because I think we've tried to be as absolutely transparent and open as possible about all the safeguards and all the protections that we have mm-hmm. built into elections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's definitely disheartening to hear people, um, you know, trying to bring down those systems. Mm-hmm. and or, or plant doubt. Yeah. And, you know, we are very open about everything we do. We've tried to do um, more things to be transparent, posting more things Mm -hmm. online, making more information accessible. Uh, We now have um, live streaming of our counting room, and then we're adding um, areas of the office um, so people can see the process that ballots go through to get to the counting room. We are... In California, we're a 100% paper-based ballot. Mm -hmm. So every ballot that is – every vote that is tabulated is from a paper ballot Mm -hmm. that was cast. Mm -hmm. And we do all sorts of double checks like a logic and accuracy test prior to counting any ballots. Mm -hmm. Um, Our tabulators are not connected to the internet. And the logic and accuracy test is really making sure that – Every vote uh, on a ballot is counted and that it's tabulated for the right person. Mm -hmm. So we do that. And you check signatures and things like this. Um, We do a human checks every signature that comes through. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you can sign up to track your ballot. Mm -hmm. Where's my ballot? at sos.ca.gov. Yeah, I love that. I love that feature. It's great. You get a text when the ballot's being sent out to you. When it's been counted. Yep. When we have deemed that your signature is good and we're able to count that vote, we put it in there. And then if something is wrong with your signature, if you forgot to sign or if it doesn't match the registration, Mm. we'll mail you a letter. uh, We'll send you other notifications if we can, letting you know that it didn't do that, Mm. uh, that it didn't match. Mm -hmm. And then you have the opportunity to fix that so your vote can be counted. So it's even better than it was before an oh, easier yes. process than you know in the old days if there was a, a misrepresented hanging chat or something <laughs> your 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 vote was just pot, tossed out yeah yeah and you and, wouldn't know nope and there was no way to really know until afterwards until we certified and then you could look up the voter record um, but now we try to get as much information out um, every ballot that we count is tied every ballot envelope is tied to a person mm-hmm. um, every in-person ballot, we reconcile against that against the in-person people. We do a manual tally after the election. So um, making sure we have humans counting the paper ballots, Mm -hmm. um, counting those up and then comparing that result against the computer count Mm -hmm. to make sure that those match. We make sure that every uh, contest is represented in that manual tally and we choose batches at random Mm -hmm. um if there's observers in the office a lot of the time they will choose them Um, so there's a lot of checks and balances involved here and it's it's hard to explain it all to the public but one of the arguments by you know mr frank and his group is that 
with all these ballots floating, you know, their argument is sweeping allegation with all these ballots out there floating around. You don't know who's actually signing them and sending them in and that people are. And, and yet we do because you, you we have signatures that are verified and, and, and sent in. And, and in your like you said, you check them in, the, in multiple steps. Yes. So. And we also make sure like when we're pulling the ballots out, we're actually checking to make sure that. We got only an A card and only a B card returned. Right. So if somebody sends in two ballots in an envelope, we, you know it. We know it, and that those votes don't get counted. Yeah. Um, so we really have a lot of protections in place. Uh, we have tracking. So we know if somebody cast a ballot or not. We don't know how people voted, right. but we know if they cast a ballot or not. If they cast not. a ballot. Yeah, and one of their, one of their, what they did was they actually sent teams out to do a cent, what they called a census. So they actually went door to door at certain locations and then asked, hey, these are the people that voted at your, at this home. Does that match up with what you remember? But the interesting thing is they were very selective about some of the homes they went to. In fact, one of the places they went to, you and I discussed this, was a, a family homeless shelter where the people there aren't necessarily going to know who was there three years ago. And, and you know, that, that again, is not necessarily evidence of fraud. And anyway, it's a little frustration on, on, on uh, my end on, on that, that discussion. But, um, but it's easy to throw out all kinds of allegations without really any basis of evidence of that. And, and that, that seems to be what, what is often targeted in these kinds of contentions by the election deniers. I think there's been a lot of studies uh, that have been done since the 2020 election and a lot of court cases. And, you know, at this point, the studies are really showing that our elections are more secure than they've ever been. There are more checks and more transparency. And, you know, there have not been any cases of widespread fraud. There are yeah. always bad actors. There are always going to be people who and there's always to mistakes, too. I mean, yes. people sometimes vote twice and they forget. You know, my, yeah. my mother almost did that because her memory is not as good. Right. <laughs> she she thought she hadn't married. And so she almost voted a, a preliminary ballot because she hadn't uh, couldn't remember. Yeah. And we have more observers and more requests for our data than we've ever, ever had before. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of eyes on the election. So I think mm. I think we are doing a good job, and I think we are trying to make sure that, um, you know, we follow the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, we make sure that people get the correct information, that we're doing all of our checks and balances, and that we're trying to re- deliver results in a timely manner. Yeah, okay. You know? Well, just the bottom line, there's, from your perspective, there's no evidence of any, what's the term, outcome determinate evidence of fraud, outcome determinate fraud in Sonoma County or that you know of. No. It's certainly not. in the last election, 2020, nor, nor was there any in Georgia, as some of our indictments have pointed out, but, <laughs> or, or Arizona or any of those other states, swing states. Um, let's get into the little more personal side, if you don't mind. Um, how did you get into this line of work? Was this always your passion? No, I really just fell into it. And I started working at the county. Um, the idea of public service was once it had been pointed out to me that there was such a thing as public service, um, was very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I started at the county, I just Felt at home. And when was that? When when did you start at the county? I started at the county in 2007. Okay. So, um, and what was your first job at the county? I was a senior office assistant in human resources. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I was here for about a year and a half. 
um, in the human resources department. And then I got a promotion to the clerk recorder assessor Mm -hmm. department. And I really loved the mission of it. Um, Everything we do really is mandated and we are providing services to everybody. So Mm -hmm. if you were born here, you pass away here, you get married here, you know, you cast a vote here, you have a business here, you own a home. Um, so we really deal with a large segment of the population. Mm-hmm. And at uh, one point I moved from administration in clerk recorder assessor to the operational side of it okay. when we had a vacancy. And I just really fell in love with the operational, the implementation of the laws, um, Everything we do is really, really Mm law-based. So we spend a lot of time looking at government codes and election codes and health and safety codes and revenue and taxation. You really got into the weeds, didn't you? We get into the weeds, (laughs) and I love it. And um, and I just fell in love with with the department and – everything we do so and so then you decided to run for the the seat yes um and what year was that i ran in 2018 so um my predecessor uh, bill russo was retiring Mm -hmm. and he encouraged me to go for it and you know i it was not something i ever saw Mm -hmm. in my future i am relatively introverted and Mm -hmm. shy and so the idea of you know, putting myself out there was not the most comfortable, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm very glad I did, and I find it to be very very rewarding. So was it worth it? Was yes, it worth it? yes. For those out there who are thinking of public <laughs> service or running for office, it, it yeah. is a challenge. It takes a lot of courage. It is a challenge, uh, especially right now. There's a lot of um, you know external pressures on yeah. government in general, right. and I think a lot on elections specifically. Yeah. Um, so that causes um, just a lot of anxiety and trying to make sure that not only are you taking care of yourself, but that you're making sure that your staff are taking care of themselves. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people burning out. Yeah. Well, um, we've seen that. And yes. there's this the series running in the press Democrat right now, about the high level of vacancies that we're yeah. experiencing here in Sonoma County, as all counties and cities are experiencing across the board. And, uh, and that's a, that's a real challenge. Yes. Um, so, well, and I think, Sonoma County, we've been doubly challenged because, you know, we had all the years of fires prior to the pandemic. And so, you know, a lot of our our staff members are, you know, going on multiple, multiple years and disasters and... Yeah. Fortunately, we're getting good at responding to disasters. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is true. Yeah, let's go for a year without one. <laughs> so what do you like most about your job? I, the most, I think... The people I work with are phenomenal, and I think there's just a lot of um, internal satisfaction mm-hmm. at uh, knowing that you are implementing the law uh, fairly across the board, doing your best to um, make sure that everybody is served as well as possible mm-hmm. to the best of your ability and, you know, in compliance with the law. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I yeah. like following rules. So well, that's good. It's good that you're in that position. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're you're better at that than me. So so now I have to ask the other. What do you like least about your job? Right now, it's probably the external pressures yeah. and then the, being on the hot seat. A little yes, bit. Um, lots of questions. Uh, 
sometimes some aggression from people mm-hmm. um, who don't necessarily understand what you're doing. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of fear um, from people when they don't understand it. And so trying to make sure that we're explaining that. Have you properly. gotten it? Have you gotten any threats? Um, some mild threats, I'll mm-hmm. say. So well, not as bad as some areas of the c- country or other counties in California, but yeah. we do experience it here as well. That's that's so unfortunate. I mean, I, working closely with Dr. Sundry Mace during the whole COVID, our pu- public health officer during COVID, I know she encountered quite a number. and mm-hmm. It was uh, very unfortunate. That yes. was so very discouraging that people would resort to that. So, um so let me let me ask you about the personal side. When uh, what what do you like to do uh, when you have time off? And if if you if you can get away from everything, and okay. where, where's your go to place in Sonoma County? Whether it's a trail or a restaurant, what do you like to do to relax? Well, I'm a big hiker, okay. so I love, yeah. That's it. You've got a few picks around here. Yes, uh, I love all of our regional and state parks that we have available to us. Um, you can choose one depending on your mood. Um, this weekend, I was up in Annadale and nice. you know got a little muddy. Uh, yes, it was a little it... wet this weekend, but um, it was very nice um, to be out there. You know, did almost nine miles and mm-hmm. just nine had mile fun. hike. Yes. Ooh, that's a good that's a good hike. Yeah, you're gonna have to wash those shoes. And... Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Well, Diva, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate uh, having you here. Um, and um, as and as a thank you, we'd like to present you with one of our SoCo Chat uh, mugs. Um, this and, is wonderful. Uh, yeah, you're you're the we. I'm confident you're probably the first on your block to have one. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> but we're uh, happy to uh, have you with us. Um, and we would also like to invite you to come back uh, for another podcast, perhaps as we get closer to the November election. Oh, you absolutely. Can fill us in. There's, there's bound to be some updates there. Oh, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> so. And uh, to our listeners, um, we'd just like to uh, uh, like give you all a chance to get one of our SoCo uh, chat coffee mugs as well. Uh, be the first to submit a correct answer to this week's trivia contest. And We'll make sure you receive one. Our question again this week, Sonoma County once had a town that was home to thousands of miners. Today, it is a ghost town, but it once was a small, thriving community with two businesses, a gas station and a local watering hole with the name of Hog's Back Tavern. Our question is, what was the name of this town and where was it located? Again, if you know the answer, Send it to publicaffairs at sonomacounty-org. That's Sonoma, publicaffairs, one word, uh, sonoma-county.org. And once again, please include your phone number and name so we can let you know if we, you won, and we'll announce it at one of our future podcasts. Thank you all, and be sure to tune in for our next segment of SoCo Chat. Thank you, Diva. Thank you.